What up, what up, what up, guys? This is Brian. Um, what do you think, Caldwell? Do you think that, uh, do I sound like my podcast persona is getting more confident? What do you think, man? Can you hear it in my voice? This is episode six. We had a great fucking time recording this one. Uh, Fallowland came on. Um, it was Wit and Scott from Fallowland. And, man, they're one of my favorite local bands. I really, really like their music, and I like hanging out with them. Um, we had a couple bottles of wine. And we sang Free Fallen by Tom Petty uh, a lot. Um, at one point, the podcast itself was kind of free falling, which was nice. It was, you know, we recovered. But um, as always, you can rate, review, subscribe. Please do those things. You can hear me on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. It's all over the place. Um, some cool news. I recently was asked to be a part of the Scheme 13 block party in Ferndale. That's on June 8th. Um, which is a Saturday. It's free, and um, Bars of Gold is headlining. Um, so that's going to be really fun. Um, and I'll be there all day recording a podcast episode, recording recording all the bands, recording you know anybody who's around. So come on out, say what's up. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Stick around to the end of the episode. Uh, Fallowland plays a new song, and it was really cool. Scott had his stand-up bass in my bedroom, and I, I played two notes on a keyboard, so I'm a real boy now. I'm a real musician. Wow. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and here's episode six with Fallowland. And I'm free. Free. Free falling. Yeah, that dude, I was telling Wit that that guy at the liquor store... Uh, when we were going to get wine, the guy behind the counter had a Tom Petty t-shirt on. <laughs> and we, we were singing uh, Free Fallen like, for the last hour. <laughs> and, like The universe is all aligned. Oh, it's like that, that one thing that people like say where like you put into the universe yeah. what you want to happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like we put Tom Petty into the universe. Yeah, yeah. We found, <laughs> we found a Tom Petty fan. And the wine, one was, was, the wine run was last minute. And we're rolling, by the way, so I'm going to start explaining things. But, like, yeah, we were, we were just chilling. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a glass of wine for this. And uh, we didn't have any. So we are like, let's go on a wine run. And Scott got here. And then Tom Petty. There's a lot of Tom Petty going around. TP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kitty cat. But yeah, here with uh, Scott and Wit from Fallow Land. What's up, gentlemen? How you doing, man? Hey. Good. Um, yeah, so, I mean excited to have you guys for sure um we're good we have a lot to talk about yeah. you guys are on the fucking hot seat dude <laughs> oh this is the uh yeah this is it's about to get real heavy in here would it be fair of, to say that we're about to be free falling yeah we're gonna start uh the speed round of questions scott who's your least favorite band member no. oh uh wit for sure <laughs> okay yeah wit, wit's like also wit <laughs> uh yeah probably 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 oh word man all right, so you guys got Bloodfest this weekend, and by the time this comes out, it's going to come out on Monday, so you guys will have already played it, but I mean, what's it like? What's the process like of like getting into Bloodfest and like, you know? Yeah, so... Like the lead up, like all the prep and things like that. Yeah, so I, first of all, we're super honored to be part of Bloodfest this year. It's uh, something that... I've really wanted to be a part of for a long time. Um, and we're super honored to have the opportunity to do this. Um, I don't really know. I think the big thing for us is just that this year it really made sense for us because we have a record that we're pushing and we've been playing shows with bigger bands and more people have been coming to the shows. So this is kind of like the first year that, um, 
fusion shows has like looked at us and been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Where in the in the past it hasn't made as much sense. So. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. So like you, your set that you're gonna play is that a lot of new record stuff, even though it's not out, or like a lot of older stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a little, a couple of older songs, but primarily new stuff. We're okay. trying to really push that. Sweet. So that'll be fun. And so you guys, I know this, but people listening might not know this. So you guys have a new album coming out July 26th. Yep. Um, and you recorded it like last July, so like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, with, you guys recorded, where did you guys record it at? It's Studio Litho in Seattle. And oh, sweet. So you guys like took a, you guys like all drove out there basically yeah. or? That's tight. Which CRV? See, really? <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to like get everyone in your band to hate you, really good suggestion. Be like, hey guys, let's all take my tiny CRV and drive twenty across the country. Thirty hours? 30, yeah, like thirty three hours. hours. Well, and then yeah. here's Holy the shit. real kicker. Guess what Wit did before we left? Oh God, he farted. For, he, for, <laughs> he forgot his ID. He Holy forgot his shit. driver's license. I, I, How far I, did you get, dude? Well, yeah, we got about like uh, I, I was wow. driving. Got about to Nebraska. I was driving for about like four or six hours. Oh my! Then God, we got to a gas dude. station, and I like went to pull out my credit card, and I was like, "Oh, my credit card's here, but that's all that's here." <laughs> so the rest Holy of us drift. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, you didn't go back for that shit, right? Oh hell no! It also yeah. sucked because when we were in Seattle, I was uh, officially like 17. oh yeah right 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 yeah couldn't yeah it was was nostalgic it was like everyone in the band like i had to be like hey guys do you want to like sneak out and buy me some beer (laughs) hey mr hing from your own band yeah yeah it was was pretty wild hey scott can you grab me a bud light buddy (laughs) and there was like i had never seen a legal weed store and there was one like kitty corner to the studio so he didn't get to go check it out uh, not in there. Sucks to <laughs> suck, dude. Damn. So, like, when who who's like the producer out there? Like, who produced the album and stuff? A guy named Matt Bayless. Uh, he's known for playing with Minus the Bear. Hell yeah. Uh, for a long time, and he's recorded. I mean, he's produced. He did like all of Mastodon's early stuff. He did the botch. Oh, records. really? Yeah. Oh, he did botch too. Yeah. Sweet. He's you know produced a handful of uh, Minus the Bear records. I love Minus the Bear. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. That's tight. But yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. Like he's he's really well seasoned and he's so fast. Like when you when you're recording it can be kind of frustrating if the like engineer isn't on point, if they're yeah. like, taking forever to make edits and stuff. Yeah, now just like brrr, done. Okay, let's go on. Nice. <laughs> Scott speaking from the perspective of uh tracking demos with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> so everyone in the room. I've, I've tracked with it. Wit and then we spent half the time like fucking with like clips of my voice that accidentally got recorded and setting them to auto-tune and then trying to sample them and shit it's, I, I, dude i still i still stand by those artistic decisions. yeah dude. <laughs> took a few liberties though it's all good but so did you guys was there a reason you chose him or was it um yeah like, i guess how, how did you choose him like how did that come about yeah i think it just made sense so uh the ep that we released Prior to this record that's coming out, um, Matt mixed the EP. Um, and during that process, I talked to him a lot and 
he brought up a lot of really good points about things that were cool about the EP, but things that we could have done better and whatnot um, in terms of the the tracking process and all of that. And I, I'm still really proud of the EP. I think it was really great. But I, uh, yeah, he just brought up a lot of points that were really interesting. And I was like, all right, man, like, let's see, like, what it would sound like if if you were uh, had a more involved role, you know, and I, and he was down to work on it with us, which was really exciting because I kind of like what I uh, what I tend to do is I uh, when I'm like really want to work with someone on something but I'm kind of like a little bit nervous about it I yeah. tend to just get like really drunk and then I send them an email <laughs> so it was like probably like it's probably like midnight maybe like one in the nice, morning dude. and I just was like shot off this email that was probably like total nonsense it was like hey Matt I love you do you want to like produce my band and then like a couple days later he was like yeah sure and sweet it was sweet it was a great experience so how long are you guys out there for like two two weeks yeah i think it was, it was about two weeks yeah oh wow that's pretty involved that's pretty involved that's pretty tight so like once you and that was all the tracking or was the, was the tracking the only thing that was done at that point or yeah so we um matt came out to michigan for four days and stayed uh at my place and we um spent every day like working on the songs um which is really interesting he just kind of came in um from like kind of a more objective perspective than we had we we all had well, like for sure they're your babies in a way you know yeah, exactly and we all like had um when we were demoing them and everything we all had these like ideas of what the songs were and he kind of came in and there were a couple brutal moments where he was just like <laughs> no, nah, this song isn't happening. Like, you need mm. to rewrite, like, almost all of this. Huh. Yeah, like, one of my favorite parts from, I think it was the first song that we started working on for the record, he was just like, no, 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 no. Like, this part, we gotta change this part. Like, it's the, I guess the f- overall vibe of it is the same, but we made it, it was, like, super, like, baritone tuned down to A, like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And, like, the rhythms are all the same, but we made it more like shimmery and less like chuggy. Oh, okay. And what was really makes sense for you guys to sound, honestly. And the, that's the thing that's that was, was so interesting about it. Like he came in and he was, he never really tried to like have artistic control. That wasn't like what he was trying to do, but he was just like, nah, this isn't what fallow land sounds like. Like, cause he's, he's heard all these yeah. other songs at this point. Cause we'd shot him demos and whatnot. And he was like, this section doesn't sound like you guys. This isn't what you guys are all about. Let's make this sound more like you guys. Yeah. So it was yeah. an in- interesting perspective. No, that's tight. And it's cool. Like when you have someone who's willing to do that too. Yeah. Like, cause you know, well, obviously he has the credentials to be able to do that, but you might work with somebody who is maybe new and could probably have some good suggestions, but doesn't want to be a dick. And so they won't be like, no, nope, can't do that. You know what I mean? And you trust the guy because one, he's worked with you before. And then two, he's just a name in the business. And Matt even told us, he was like, basically, I'm not, it's not verbatim, but like, I'm not going to be afraid to be a dick. Yeah. He was, and don't, don't get me wrong. He was awesome to work with. And it was right, such, right. A, such a pleasure to, to, to work with him. But he was definitely, he didn't like pull any punches. He's just like, you know, like, like what was saying, like this part needs to go or like this part has to change. Or like these lyrics suck, and it's like, oh, <laughs> that God. hurts the most. I feel like I know, <laughs> was, yeah. yeah, that hurts the most because it's like, but that's me. Right. <laughs> well, guess what? You suck. Yeah. 
this particular line, this part of your soul sucks ass, dude. Right. <laughs> like, this song is about change you. It. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Give I it can't up. change it. It's me. <laughs> right. yeah. So, like, how many songs are on it? Eight songs. Eight songs. And then is that all you went in with, or did you, like, cut any? No. Just eight? I, uh, That's cool, though. Well, Whip can answer this one, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is horrifying to think back on. Um, so part of the way that I uh, got Matt to work with us, I think, is that I contacted him so far in advance. I was like, we want to work with you in a year. <laughs> um, and I booked all the studio time and, and whatnot way ahead of time. Um, and so then actually, like when the date was coming up that Matt was coming, it was like, oh, I have to write a lot of songs because I'd already started writing a bunch of them. Um, but there was kind of like all these other distractions, like I was working um, and just a bunch of other life things. Um, yeah. And so then I basically took about <laughs> two months and completely neglected all of my responsibilities and my life went to hell. But yeah. <laughs> I, uh, a lot of songs, <laughs> yeah, it worked out. <laughs> I, it was insane. I think the, um, the last two weeks I remember I was writing and recording demos, uh, about 10 hours a day and uh, it was insane i would like it was frantic it was frantic i would like drink a ton of coffee and then i would just like crash and then like when yeah. it was time to go to bed i would have to like either like drink alcohol or drink like chamomile or something just to like yeah. fall asleep and then i would sleep for maybe like two hours and then i would wake up and do yeah, it yeah that's one way to go about it man <laughs> it was Kind of insane. Um, That's might, like if you were already getting paid to be in the band, <laughs> and yeah. you could just like put everything else on the back burner, you know? Yeah, it definitely uh, it was definitely intense. But it's kind of like looking back on it now. It's it's like uh, something that I overcame, and it well, was it was a good experience. I think it's cool too because I, I think you would have had a different album had the songs been written over a more spaced out period. I think you might. There's a there's the potential at least for it to be more cohesive because the songs were written when like in a more, you know, close, like close um, period of time. You know what I mean? Like you were in the same state of mind, like, you know, more or less than you would have been had you written them over the course of a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like, you might not notice, you wouldn't know because you did, you only did it the one way, but I think that's, there's something good about that. Yeah. I think the only thing there, though, is that, like, a lot of the songs, like, started taking shape, like, way before I actually, like, buckled down and finished them. Oh, okay, um, okay. And also, I think just, like, the weird thing about Foul Land, I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, Scott, but, um, we... No. <laughs> no, dang, <laughs> bummer. Next question. Um, But we all uh, just have very, like eclectic tastes musically yeah yes yeah yeah like (laughs) scott listens to some stuff that i don't like and i listen to some stuff that scott doesn't like but like we have this common ground and there are a bunch of artists that we both really love but it's really interesting because i think that like like tom petty yeah man like we all love (laughs) we all love free falling yeah sorry Um, (laughs) but uh no i think that like when we we come together and go about making a record um there are certain things that like occur to each of us that 
wouldn't occur to anyone else. Mm. Like, I, I, one thing that I remember in particular is uh, on the first song on the record, there's this like rhythmic stop that Scott actually suggested during the breakdown of this one section. And it was like, after Scott suggested it, it was like the most obvious thing ever. Cause it was like, yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. But it's just like the way Scott was thinking about it. And like, it wasn't something, it wasn't the way I would have thought about it. Right. And like no one else in the band was really thinking about it either. We were all kind of like, I, if I remember correctly, we were all kind of like, you guys were like, yeah, no, let's not do that. I was like, just try it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cause yeah. what happened was, cause we're going like, dun, 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 dun. And then as you don't like, so we're doing these stop parts. Yeah. And then Matt was like, how about you guys all come in instead of like four hits, just dun, 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 there's six hits, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there was this one vocal part that Wit sang, um, the lyrics of that room. Um, and just the, the way the melody worked, I just, I was just like, that part needs to be by itself. Cause it's just so good. And then when we finally, when we did it and tried it, it was like, Oh, that sounds sick. Yeah. So I was yeah. really happy that, you know, that we that's cool. Came, came. And it's cool. Cause it's really hard to find like a, a, a group of people that you really vibe with musically and that you're able to have like, collaboration without like completely butting heads all the time you know what i mean oh, like yeah definitely it's definitely hard but it's like how long have you guys been a band uh just like as it is now as it is now probably like a year just a year and a half, two years probably, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know wait, what year is it wit uh <laughs> wait we're in 2026 right um no but yeah the it, rock is president <laughs> I, think, Camacho. I think that's one of the nice things about like the band as it is now uh compared because there used to be different people in the band um and i feel like right now there's a lot more just like mutual respect um, where we all, I think are very like aware of like what everyone is really like good at music. Like your role where your niche basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're able to kind of like maximize that because like, like Scott knows what he's going to kill it at. And Scott's able to like do that. Like yeah. our drummer, Evan knows what he's going to be good at, you know? So good. Evan's great. So good. Evan's awesome. And I love, like, he's such a good person to have in the band because, like, me and him, I think our personalities just drive so well because he's so silly. Oh, I yeah. I love silliness. Yeah. Like, there's this great picture of us that we were, you were taking band pictures, and uh, we're in Wit's backyard, and we're sitting on a picnic table, and, like, I can't remember what Evan said, but I just, like, the picture was just so perfect because, like, I'm looking at him, like, laughing, and Evan's making this, like, super goofy face. <laughs> and then, like, Wit's being Wit, and Evan Veazey's being Evan Veazey. And it's just such a perfect, like, this is the band, like, this is what who they are, like, in this band. Yeah. That's cool. I think, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the bond between, like, you and Evan kind of, like, <laughs> unites the band. <laughs> and then, like, Veazey and I, too, like... Veazey's so good. We're, yeah. We're both, like, very, like... I feel like we're both like a little bit more like isolated, but then like we're united by Scott and Evan. <laughs> and you're Tom, um, they're tomfoolery. Yeah, yeah. High jinks. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no. And then like, yeah, no, I just, everyone, know, everyone like has a role and they're really good at it. And basically just like, I know what I'm really, really bad at. So I make sure that I'm not doing those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Evan. You're a lot better at guitar than me. This is a hard part. I'm going to just play some like yeah. silly chords. You take this. Yeah, yeah. 
So, like, how did you guys? Uh, well, okay. So you've been this as it stands like for almost two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like before that? Like, who came on or? Uh, so previously there was a different drummer and bass player. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a super different dynamic. Uh, we just all were kind of, it it didn't feel like we were as united. We were all just kind of like a bunch of individuals who were just trying to like playing parts. Well, yeah. And it just didn't like, it it didn't feel as much as a band as just like, Oh, here's a bunch of people. Yeah. And like, they're still great players. Like they're, they're killer. They're they're killer players. Yeah. They're really, really good. Right. So then like, how did you guys all meet? Did you know each other previously just from being musicians or? Well, I knew Wit. Well, I met Wit. So I, okay, let me start over. Uh, I knew Wit's older brother. I still know Wit's older brother. Oh, okay. We went to high school together. Um, oh, and Celine? Yeah. Okay. And so he's, he was awesome. He was a year older than me and he always had this really cool taste in music. Um, so, you know, we talk about that. We, you know, I think I tried to record for one of his band's records, but they ended up not using the part. Anyways, um, and he was good friends with my friend Adam Nola, and I know Adam Nola used to go to music around all the time. Oh, okay. And he'd be like, oh yeah, Zach's brother works there, and then we would run into each other, and, and, um, w- and you know, we were always friendly, and then Wit sent me a, a text or message or something that was like, hey, would you want to, like, fill in for a couple gigs with this band? And I was like, sure. And he was like, cool, like, here's the record, come in, like, learn a tune, and then just come in and audition. And I said, great. Sweet. So I listened to the songs, and then they were like that EP is just the songwriting is awesome on it. I dig it, man. And I was like, I'm gonna pick the hardest song <laughs> and just like run it over and over and over and over again until I, you know, till I can really play it. So I picked Soft Boy. It's definitely like one of like the weirdest, I think, in terms of chord progression and some of the rhythm, like like rhythmic stuff. Yeah. So I came in and played it, and they liked the way I played it, and so yeah, I said, you know, let's play these shows. Sweet. And then, uh, yeah, with, with Evan, who came in on drums, it was, it was kind of a similar process. Evan hit us up and was like, hey, I'd like to like audition to play drums in your band. And yeah, he just crushed it. Both of them crushed it. And it was just like, I don't know. We thought that we were going to be coming like into this position where we just had lost two like really great musicians and we were like oh man this is gonna suck this is gonna take forever to rebuild the band and then just like scott and evan both came in and it was instantly like dang this like feels great yeah and it was uh that's fortunate yeah it was exciting to feel that yeah yeah it was cool like you know really getting to learn those songs to you guys because i like learned them all on my own and then would come in and you guys like being musicians and like music school dudes you guys could really clearly tell me like like why don't you lay back on this part a little bit like that was uh what that was uh which tune was that i can't remember but yeah i remember being like okay i get it like i'm kind of like pushing it a little bit yeah and you guys could really express clearly you know ways that i could play the parts better you know that kind of stuff like give you like directives without like telling you exactly what to do kind of thing like yeah and you guys definitely left it left it open like if i wanted to you know change a part around a little bit you guys were never like hey don't do that like you know you always like gave me a chance to try other stuff okay so nowadays or like for the new record and like songs that you write nowadays um what's what's the process is it is it a pretty similar process for each song or is it like you know like what's it like who's involved at, at what stage like i guess just like take me through like the birth of a song um, so 
it's a it's a process that's currently evolving uh honestly um on the the previous record a lot of it it was really interesting because um a lot of it was kind of just me hanging out with uh, like everyone individually um and just being like here's this idea i have like like with scott what we pretty much did is i'd just be like here's this idea i have like just play a bunch of different stuff (laughs) and we would kind of just like scott would just be like oh what about this oh what about this oh what about this and then we'd kind of just like figure out like what stuck and like yeah yeah go with that and so i like i love doing that stuff um i was working with this producer named mark hopstein for a little while and we would do that same thing where i'd play a thing and he'd go no and play a thing which no play a thing no play a thing and, ooh, that's ooh. that's an idea better let's okay now try more stuff like that and then we you know over time and we did one where i just played a bunch of stuff and then we just edited together like the parts that he liked <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> and they were all descending. Yeah, I like those descending lines. <laughs> Everything that I ended up on that was descending. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, it was just it was a lot of that. Um, Evan wrote a, a couple songs in this record too, which was really interesting. Um, it's weird. I think Evan and I both have very distinctive songwriting styles, but we both like. VC that is yeah guitar yeah, player yeah. VZ, yeah. VZ, yeah but we both kind of like write stuff that could be on the same record I feel like which is cool um, yeah especially when the rest of the band fills it out yeah yeah and those you know? songs like VZ's songs they don't feel like a huge departure on the record if you listen to it from beginning to end it's not like yeah like mm. it was great but those two songs really stuck out you know not, yeah you know it's like it, it's it still seems part of a cohesive whole yeah I'm excited to hear it I'm gonna try to figure out like which songs are his. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she should have yeah. a, a message. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you guys know like when I listen to it. You can't look at the like liner notes or anything. No, I won't. I what won't. you have to do is you have to uh, try to figure out what songs I'm like stretching my hands like a ridiculous <laughs> Evan, Evan has huge hands. So every time he's like, hey man, like can you play this guitar part? And it's like, no. First finger <laughs> on the first fret and then you put your pinky on the ninth fret. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool, man. Exactly. Like head hands where he's like, yeah, it's insane. Okay, so you got this new album coming out in July. Do you have a name for it? It's called Slow Down Rockstar. Slow Down Rockstar. That's tight. <laughs> yeah. By Fellow Land. Oh, yeah. AKA Almost Bad Television. <laughs> <laughs> Only one member of yeah. <laughs> Fellow Television. Should we talk about why we called it that? Yeah, do you want to tell Land's a cool name. Wit told me what it is, but you guys should like go into that. Oh, I mean, uh, Slow Down Rockstar. Oh, yeah, that and then the band name, too. So, all right, I'll, I'll take the album, you take the band. Oh, uh, you gave me the hard one. <laughs> so, uh, we were in the studio, and Evan Laybourne loves Dr. Pepper. So, he got <laughs> one of these, like, six-pack, the plastic bottles, you know? Yeah. And he's trying to put them in the bottom, like, door part of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Clearly not enough space for, like, the package. <laughs> And Matt, the producer, walks out of the control room into the room and he sees Evan struggling, trying to put the Dr. Pepper. And he just goes, whoa, slow down, rock star. <laughs> <laughs> and we just thought it was so funny. And we were talking about it uh, either later that night or next day or whatever. And we're just like, I mean, I think like, we, 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 all, we all were like, I like the sound of that. It's, yeah. It's kind of funny. But it's, it's cool. Yeah. And it has like a, you know, it was a thing that happened with us and it was 
fun and yeah and if you want to get like deep with it you could also apply like more like significant like serious meanings to it too. Nah, i mean you, i mean but like oh i've i've had to do a lot of that i had to be like <laughs> well you see <laughs> yeah like because people aren't going to know that story off the front off, oh, you know, right. off the jump and so they might think like they're they'll naturally like arrive at their own conclusions which i think that like when you create any sort of art like only so much of it belongs to you and then the rest of it belongs to the, whoever receives it yeah you totally know? music so, especially yeah yeah you know everybody makes their own meanings of particular songs you know i've definitely done that yeah with songs where it's, you'll hear a line and be like whoa that means this to me but maybe yeah. the artist that composed it is thinking something totally different right and the band actually one oh sorry oh can no I go for talk it. on go that for, yeah really? yeah okay um <laughs> one really interesting thing about like one really interesting example of that um is have you ever heard the song oh it's that cloud nothing song uh, i don't it's know like, i'm not i'm not me <laughs> no <laughs> anyways someone out there has though super interesting because the way i've always interpreted it and the way i still firmly believe that it's supposed to be interpreted is it's a song about the himself like the singers like it's it's about himself it's not about anyone else but then like Every interpretation of it that I've read is it's like it's about a breakup, and it's like no, it's not. Yeah, that's boring. It's <laughs> it's not about a breakup. You want to know my interpretation of your album? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So you like say, you haven't even heard it. That dude, no, no, saying. of the album title. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, well, of of the musical uh, content. Okay. Jury's out, man. I have Woo. to say, jury's out. I don't know. I got to listen a couple more times. But no, I haven't. Full disclosure, I haven't listened at all. <laughs> haven't listened to any masters or anything. No, no. I remember when Scott like glared at me. Well, did like, you send it to? Because it's like if you did, then it's like why don't you do your jury's out, out, dude? <laughs> right, right. No, man. But no, I remember like when you guys finished, Wit was like posting on Facebook. Who wants to come listen to these masters? Yeah. That was like right when I first like half met Wit by just messaging him through a mutual friend, Emily Owens. Cause like I was trying to like find people to play uh, in a band with, and like she said, Wit just knows people in the scene and stuff. So she, which turns out, was a fucking lie. Wit doesn't know anybody. No, I didn't, no. I'm lonely as fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like seriously, if you're listening to this, like please hang out with me. Right. <laughs> he keeps my guitars at his house so that I'll come over. There has been your, your, your Facebook posts for the last few. Because I'm lonely as fuck. <laughs> the world misses your Facebook, dude. But, I never see you until I'm home, like at midnight. I was like, oh, oh, okay. sure, Scott, sure. <laughs> You're like, oh no, Wit's posting. Does anyone want to hang out again? <laughs> Someone call Wit. Make sure he's okay. He's posting again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay, yeah. So like the 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 deep the deep sort of meaning that I uh, or the significance I applied to hearing your uh, album title was like, okay, slow down, rock star. It makes me think. Because it makes it reminds me of like this feeling I have. Because like I want to be, a, I'm a musician. I want to be a successful musician. But sometimes I feel like if I'm not doing everything at once, like if I'm not booking shows and writing music and like putting the set together with the rest of the band and like planning out recording, I feel like if I'm not doing everything all at once, I'm not getting anywhere. But it's like you have to slow down. You know, you have to like take things one at a time. You know what I mean? And that's. You know yeah. that that's what it, that's what it made me feel. You know, what I mean, that's what it made me think. But that's I'm, really cool. That's yeah, a great interpretation. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, slow down, rock star. Like you, you just one day at a time. 
you know, like one like th- one thing one thing at a time. You know, that's kind of what made me think. But I like the Dr. Pepper story. <laughs> but I've always kind of associated it with just like thinking about like what the songs are about and whatnot. I think like a lot of this record for me is just about like uh, kind of like becoming a more mature, responsible adult, which is like the most boring thing you can write a record <laughs> It's all about. about how you do it because that album's been written a hundred times. No, it's, it's all about how you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's all about like, you know, like balancing my checkbook, like paying my bills. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Making sure like, my kids have all their vaccinations. <laughs> like going to the doctor, getting my cholesterol checked, you know, like those LDL down, levels. Rockstar. <laughs> Dude, like, every great stand-up has a bit about flying. Yeah, they all yeah. Have a different yeah. viewpoint on the thing. Like, so I was in this Carlin's, airport, you know. <laughs> yeah, like Carlin's version is different than Brian Regan's version is different than yeah. You know this, exactly. This or that like exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So okay, now that that's over, so I'm gonna later on just so you know I'm gonna play you my uh, checkbook balancing. Oh, tune. sweet! You're gonna love dude. it, dude. Sweet! It's, it's called, called, it's called negative skulls. Look at all those n- zeros. It's called not another overdraft fee. <laughs> it's called mom. I need thirty five dollars. I overdrafted. That's what being an adult's all about, right? Yeah, calling your parents and hitting them up for cash because you overdrafted. Oh yeah. Nah, dude. Nah, that's not what it's about, kids. If anyone need, has a checkbook, balance it. But uh, shred it. Shred it. <laughs> Shred your social security card too. Yeah. Oh, Fuck it. All right. Uh okay, so I knew what I was gonna ask. So now okay, so the album's done. You know. Now what happens? The album was done a year ago. Oh, we're drinking wine, by the way. It doesn't have to be a secret. I'm not drinking oh. wine. Yeah. Oh I w- am. Wits not drinking, drinking grape wine. juice and Scott and I drinking wine. But <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh so you finished recording a year ago. So what happens? What has all happened between then with the album? Uh, not everything. Not everything you did every day. But you know, <laughs> I brush my teeth. <laughs> right. But with the album, like, what takes a year to get it released? Well, you see, we've been free falling. For- <laughs> 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 oh no! Call it. All right, hold on. Pause. With fell land, we're back. got Dude. a tragic hero over here. Dude, that was on too. All right, so I I, uh, I hit Bummer. my jar full of wine with my knee and I spilled it on my pants. So that's stall. Full that's disclosure. a it's a good way to stall a podcast, dude. Brian doesn't have any other pants, so now he's just like naked. I took my shirt off too. <laughs> I took my shirt off too. It got weird. Yeah, this podcast uh, in the future will be sponsored by me undies because it'd that, be great because. Plug? No, have you guys be, worn me undies, by the way? No, I heard their micromodal fabric is uh, really great. Damn, you guys know a lot about micromodal. Well, if you listen to podcasts, dude. Podcasts were yeah. like, hey, you get all this money off. And That's I was how like, advertising Wait, works. Have you, what do you think of them? Dude, they're so soft. Okay. Hey, let's... Uh, yeah, I could use them right now, because currently I'm not wearing anything. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah. I, you could, dude. Audio podcasts are great. Brian's nah. got a hog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that with your dinger? Not editing that out. Oh, man. All right, so... <laughs> hard cut. Hard cut. That's not getting edited out, by the way, because, oh, I mean, man. let's be honest. Should... Um, let's see. You want me to slate? What the hell were we talking about, anyways? We were talking about... We never said what foul land means. Oh, yeah, let's just go wait, there, wait, dude. But, but, oh, but what, 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 what
is a name. So I thought it was like a theme park, like a yeah, fallow, fallow it, land. It is a theme park too. We that uh, we're it's in the works. Um, that's why it's taken so long to release this record. That's what we were talking about. So I oh, okay. Um, we've oh been, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been building this theme park, um, fallow land theme park. Um, no, but the way it came about is. I was like being super heady and stupid, like I always am. Um, oh, wit. And we were like trying to come up with like, how would you describe the sound of this band? And I was like, Baron Landscapes. And like, you should have just named the band Baron Landscapes. And, and my dad, my no, straight up, like I said something to my dad, and my dad's like, that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But like in like nice ways, like he was like. <laughs> He's like, hey, I don't know if that's a good name that you should put out into the world. Um, so then he's like, you know, like, how about fallow land? That's like when, um, when like a farmer leaves their land barren to like restore it for the upcoming growing season. And, and that's way like, deeper. It's super deep. Right. And it kind of matches with like what was going on at the time, kind of, right? Yeah. I just, uh, so at the time when fallow land started, when I, when I wrote, uh, Pincher, um, Stuff was pretty crazy. I uh, one of my really good friends and actually my first ever guitar teacher just passed away. Um, from he was uh, unfortunately like doing a lot of drugs. Um, oh, and it was pretty pretty sad. Um, and then I also uh, had just moved to Chicago, broken up with the person I was seeing in Chicago, and then left Chicago. So it was a lot of like pretty big uh changes all at once and i think that was the when bad television broke up broke broke up oh, i'm right, doing right. Air quote air quotes, air quotes yeah 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 um yeah so it was just kind of like this time when i was like wow there's a lot of stuff going on um i need an outlet for it of some sort and that's when i started writing pincher so did you know um did you know like evan at the time yeah. Okay. Um so actually I'd already played so Kaylin and Armand had filled in um, bass and drums. on bass and the drums for uh <laughs> bad television for the show that we played in Chicago because Evan, who I'd gone to high school with, um, but he was like a couple years younger than me, had recommended Kaylin and then Armand, like I, we just had played a bunch of shows with this other band he had been in, uh and yeah. So I just hit them both up because they're both great players. Um but yeah, I already, I'd already known Evan, and like after Bad TV broke up, it was kind of like, well, Evan's really good at guitar, and you two are really good at the instruments you play. So yeah, it was kind of crazy. We like right off the bat, um, like a month in, toured, uh, and that was a cool experience. I think just because like right from the get go, we all just kind of like had an understanding of like what we were getting ourselves into. Um, it was the first tour I'd ever been on. How long were you on tour for? It's like 10 days. Okay. It wasn't super long, but it was like long enough to the point where our bass player lost 12 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, where did you guys go? We, so on that tour, uh, it's mostly just Midwest. Um, we went through Chicago. We were in Ohio. We played a couple couple dates in michigan we went up to canada um we were, oh that's cool yeah we went to wisconsin indiana just kind of all over the place um yeah it was a really 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 awesome experience i think like 
it, it very much like tempered my belief uh, of like how glamorous I thought touring was going to be. It was like, oh wow, this is intense. Yeah, but um, it was a, so much fun. Like I, I will always remember that tour. Um, it was it was a great time, but it also yeah, as I said, just like brought to light a bunch of realities about what touring was and really like what I think all of us were getting ourselves into. And I am very grateful to have had that experience from the get go. Yeah. What have you, like, what did you take away from that? That maybe like you learned something, what not to do for the next tour kind of thing, or like just valuable lessons, I guess, learned from that first one that you, that you still apply. I think like the biggest thing for me that I took away from that tour. So <laughs> I shouldn't even tell this story, um, but I'm going to do Invite it anyway. The neighbors <laughs> um, so <laughs> there was like three days into the road, into the tour where like, I was like, everyone was like, we're not showering. And I was like, I'm showering. And like, anytime mm, yeah. we go to like a rest stop, I would like go into the bathroom and like wash my face or whatever. The big takeaway from that first tour is like, don't not shower <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because your bandmates will be get very mad at you very fast yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> and like who thought that like don't you don't have to throw anybody under the bus you can tell me later <laughs> why would anybody think that would be a good idea i think you it was have just to like, be young there was i like, feel like maybe yeah that's true. yeah how old were how yeah. you guys all the time uh so our mind was like 24 i think i was like 21 okay. and then evan and caitlin like yeah they were like 15 <laughs> no they were both like 19 and okay. like i think there was like a certain like thing for all of us where it was just like whoa we're in a rock band and this is like rugged and intense and it was like i think that's like really what we tried to do on that tour we kind of just like uh really 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 overdid it in a lot of ways um in every aspect of that tour <laughs> yeah um and like yeah, I think, like, having that experience was cool, but then it was also just, like, I mean, also very nerve-wracking, and I think, like, since, um, especially now, like, everyone kind of is just more, like, cognizant of, like, taking care of ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, we, like and that's so important because, like, I mean, we were only on the road for, like, 10 days, but, like, just thinking about, like, the young bands that are on the road for like months at a time or whatever, who are just like going hard 24 seven and like not taking care of themselves. It's just like pretty yeah, easy to dude. see like how like mental illness and all these other factors are such like a, a prevalent thing with like touring musicians, you know, you really got to like yeah. ch check in with yourself and like make sure you're okay. I mean, you're in a fucking van with people, you know, like you don't really have, any reference point for what that's going to be like until you do it especially when like it's one thing to be doing that with your family like going on a cross-country road trip or something but you're going with people that like most of your experience with them is in a like you're writing music together you know what i mean and then i mean a lot of the bands i've been in sometimes you know you're lucky and you hang out with your your bandmates like as friends and stuff too but i've been in bands where like that's the only time you see those people is like writing music or playing music and so take that and then throw that into all of a sudden it's the real world on on wheels you know 
It's road rules. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They already did that. (laughs) But they already fucking did that. But you know what I mean? It's like you don't know how you're going to interact with people. Like you don't know what their quirks really are. Like you don't know what's going to piss you off about that person. Yeah, that's something that I realized. So when I was in high school, I played with this like high school fiddle group. It was all high school students. Naturally. And yeah, we're like we would take these like two week long tours every year and like get on a bus and go wherever. We did like one down south. We did one. in like New England. And uh, what I realized was like in from the, the day you leave to the day you get there, you're going to realize everything you hate about everybody on that bus. Yeah, dude. You're also going to realize the things that you really love about those people. And you have to learn how to push those things that you don't like to the side. Yeah. And just accept them because we're all imperfect human beings and nobody there is a monster. Everyone there is like, also right. try and do their best and have a good time. And even though you may not have, you may not like the same kind of music, you may not want to do the same things when you're on a break, but like ever, like most people are good people and are just, yeah. To do their best. Well, you got to try to be aware of, and I've never been on tour, but I can just imagine, you know, like you got to try and be aware of the things about yourself that other people are yeah. going to hate too. Oh, very, very true. And you the know? way that Scott just phrased it is really interesting because I would almost describe it like the same way. It's basically like you're in like, multiple platonic relationships yeah. <laughs> you know yeah because you have that level of exposure to somebody all of a sudden well except me and Layborn, it's romantic but yeah. oh right <laughs> back of the van boys back of the crv <laughs> so and then you guys got a couple tours coming up what was telling me earlier right yeah so um when are those and like where, where are you guys planning on hitting like any new places or oh yeah yeah <laughs> we're um <laughs> We're so we've played Buffalo uh, several times, thanks to uh, our friends in Kill the Clock and Fernway. Yeah, um, those guys are great. Yeah, it's super super cool. Um, they've really helped us out, and every show we've played there's just been like unbelievable. Um, a lot of times they're actually like cooler than the shows we play locally, which is kind of I don't know what to say about that. But yeah, if you're it's ever in Buffalo, hit up Mohawk Place. That place is awesome. It's yeah. so cool. It's really, really fun. Um, and yeah, we, I, I, I don't know. Like we've, for Evan and I, it's been a really big goal to, to play like Philly and to play. Um, sorry, excuse me. Uh, New York City <laughs> and stuff. Um, and so we kind of just like decided, like, what if we did an East Coast tour? That'd be sick. Um, and that's yeah, that's what we're gonna gonna do first and then we're doing a midwest tour after that of course just because it's what we know you playing in washington dc at all yeah yeah that'll be fun i love it you ever been to dc uh yeah i went on like a class field trip is that what you did too well yeah well yeah i did that and then we went through with the fiddlers and then i went there but through there with my friend the fiddler is that like a math rock band yeah okay (laughs) it's spelled uh F I D E L A R Z. L A R Z. Go see uh, Kishibashi with my friend Dave Menzo, and uh, we went through DC. It was in what well, was in Norfolk, Virginia. We drove from oh. Ann Arbor to Norfolk, Virginia to go see a show. Sweet. It was awesome. It was a really really fun road trip. Yeah, dude, that's fun. I, I love DC, man. It's such a cool city. Yeah, Philly, I've never been to, but like I've I've interviewed a, a band from there. Past was life. that the first episode? Of this? Yeah, past yeah, life. Yeah. And then I have another one. I can't remember the name of the band, but uh, another band from Philly is coming on oh, nice. in a couple months. Sweet. So I really want to go out there. Like once I get my own music in, in line to where it's like we're gigging and we're ready to like plan a tour, I'm definitely going to go East Coast, like DC, Philly, Boston, New York. Yeah. I would love to do that shit. The other sweet thing about the East Coast um, is if you are smart about it, every show 
every show is like in a major city and they're all like two to four hours away yeah you can hit so many yeah um and that's another really big thing i think um just from playing uh a lot of shows that are really far away like it's i mean if if every night you're driving like six or seven hours like it's gonna get to a point really fast where everyone's just bummed out yeah that was like our last tour (laughs) Yeah. We went up to up to Minneapolis. Oh my gosh, that was a <laughs> was that eleven or twelve hours to get Minneapolis back? Is, yeah, it's about twelve hours. Jeez. Oh, yeah, we ended up in Minneapolis. That was our last date, and then we uh, we drove back. Yeah, but at least that night we got to stay with my old bass teacher, Dewan Rustler, and that was like the best place we stayed the entire time. I think. Yeah, at least for no, me, that was oh, okay. That was super Sweet. Cool. He's he's such a great dude, and he loves. Yeah. St- crash this place where like the first place we stayed oh well actually not not on that trip but we stayed at my like really good friend's place in fargo and he was so nice to let us stay there i love i love him to death his name is max he's an awesome bass player but it was like we're all sleeping on hardwood floors which is like uncomfortable yeah so it was nice that we get a place to stay where it's just like, okay we all have like couches and stuff so like when you Normally, when you tour, like on this, these two tours that you have coming up, like what's the sleeping arrangements like? Do you guys normally? That's a great question. Like Uh-oh, what? What's, what's it been? Me now. No, what's it been in the past? I guess like have you got hotels, slept in like the CRV, like uh, stayed with house show people, or so it's it's like a tough thing because uh, so we're trying not to play a ton of house shows on this tour, honestly. Yeah. Um, and when you're huh. not when you're not playing a ton of house shows um yeah i mean you have to like find someone who's like kind enough to take you in because like r- the reality of it is like until you have like a booking agent or something like that um like when you're playing shows at a venue out of out of town like you're going to be lucky to make 100 200 bucks and like yeah that's like a really good night and like yeah in most places you can't get a hotel for less than 50 bucks so like it comes to this like point where you're just do you want to make money on the tour or do you just want to spend it all on sleeping well and like (laughs) you also have to factor in the gas so you're probably spending about 30 30 dollars to get from place to place so if you're spending 30 dollars and then you're making 100 bucks and then like you drop another 50 on sleeping Mm. so now like everyone in the band gets uh five bucks which yeah. is sweet because like five bucks, like invest that in Bitcoin and you'll be like <laughs> rich in no time. But, right. You know. But okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the more you tour, like the more connections you might make and stuff and l- less likely you are to have to sleep in the van or. Forever. And I think it's also just like <laughs> people are just really overall people can be very very kind uh yeah when you're in positions where you're just like hey listen like i don't have anywhere to sleep like yeah can you help me out like people i've had a band stay here when they were on tour like yeah, that's right exactly yeah. and i'm sure I, they appreciate it oh yeah for sure so so warming when you know somebody I, invites you into their home and they, yeah they're, you know they're from the other side of the country or wherever and you're able to help them. It was also though, like it was, uh, it was volleyball from Tennessee. And like, I just did them on our last episode, but like, I, I didn't realize how much it was going to be like how much work or how much not work necessarily because they're the ones touring. I shouldn't make it sound like what I did was work, but you just don't realize what it's going to be like to have a band in your two bedroom apartment until they're there. 
Oh yeah. yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And then they're here and I'm like, okay. All right. Fucking Woodstock in my front room, you know? Like <laughs> I had to be like, hey, don't don't uh don't light that up in here a little bit, but Oh yeah. No, I mean no, one guy like had this giant vape pen, like one of the big like monstrosities. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like giant lighting off. Can you do that again, Scott? Or just like, you know, making these huge clouds. I was like, uh, you know, I know it's I'm glad you're not smoking, like I'm glad you're not killing your lungs, but also it's I can smell it in the other room, you know. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like my cats are gonna get all upset <laughs> and they kinda run the place. But yeah yeah but no it's cool like i mean i don't mind doing it i i feel like i I try to do a lot of things for bands like whenever i can like if band hits me up on diy tour postings like help like i had a band hit me up a few days ago said that they just they'd seen my name with different places on the postings page and if i could help them book and so i'll i'll always do that if i can that's you know yeah Yeah, i'll always do that and a lot of times i can put my own band on the show too yeah you know I think, like, yeah, there's definitely, like, a certain level of uh, implied intimacy with strangers if you want to play music, which is honestly, Yeah, like, yeah, I see that. I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> it's um, tight, man. Yeah, just because you, like, you have these really personal, really close experiences with people that you, like, probably like I'll, I'll say eight times out of ten not nine times out of ten but 7.3 yeah yeah uh, let's keep, let's crunch let's the numbers um, but you'll like you'll and never, I'm you'll, free. You'll, you'll, you'll never see them again and that, it, that's so cool you know like i don't know it's it, i think for me that's something that's just really really powerful having these experiences with people that like you really hope like it's something that's memorable for them and it's something that's memorable for you and it's just like for real yeah yeah, I mean, that's what, to me, that's, like, part of what being a human's all about, just having these intense, like, intimate experiences with as yeah. many people as, as you As many can. strangers as you can in one night. Yeah, and it's one of, like, <laughs> that's one of the cool things about, like, social media. Like, I'm not crazy about I social agree, media, though. but, like, um, you know, when you play a show with a band and you guys, like, dig each, like, you guys like each other. Yeah. And, like, you add each other on social media. Like, I had, I played with this band, Decker, a couple times, and uh, their drummer... He uh he started a band where they do they dress like Ned Flanders. What? Wait, is the that Ned fuck? Flanders? Or no, that's no, it's that band that you just read all those stories about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend Henry is in that band. It's not Ned Flanders. Is it called Fled Ned Nanders? Flanders is uh my buddy Jesse's band. It's an I know what band you're talking about. Maybe though. it's the same. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, but they but you know they all dress like Flanders and all their songs that's like about sweet. Flanders. And there was just <laughs> all this huge story about them that like kind of blew up, and I was just like, dude, that's so rad. Wow, that's hilarious, dude. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Fucking Ned Flanders band threw me off, dude. Oh, but they just played at the pig, right? Did they? I thought they did. Maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't Tight. Know it wasn't there? No, like what you were saying, wit, like just like having those, um, those like intimate, like kind of interactions with people. That I think that's kind of what I've experienced a ton of in like just the the DIY like music scene, like. Everybody seems to really want to uh, help each other out, and there's like there's there's a mutual benefit to it. To where like if I help book your band, yeah, I'm doing it because I want to because I believe in the scene and like I believe in like the fact that it is made up of of people just doing good deeds like that, like doing like things like that just to help each other out. But it, there's also like um, 
it furthers my own interests in a way. So like the more people I help out and this applies to anybody, you know, but like the more people I help out, that's the more people that I can now ask a favor down the road. So like every band I help book, like I'm booking, helping, well, no, I'm not booking it, but out of this world book is out of this world booking is trying to do it. Shout out to those guys. But, um, we love you, Pat. Ray. Actually, fuck. It's Pat Mike. Ray. Mike, whoever. It said it wasn't Pat Mike though. Higgins? Yeah, Mike's the one who's right, doing Mike's this right. for me. Pat. Yeah. Fuck Pat Ray. <laughs> fuck Pat Ray. If, if we can, if we can come away with one thing, I think that that'll be the uh, the episode description. Just fuck Pat Ray. And yeah. fuck kill the clock. <laughs> oh, that was that was a dark time in my life. I was life. gonna have. I was gonna ask Seaholm to come on, but I heard he fired his whole band. Oh jeez, he did. It was messed up, man. Super messed up. But, you know, that's that's one thing that's really cool about this industry is there's so many opportunities to do things that are mutually beneficial. Yes. Yeah. So many different parties at the same time. You know, if you help somebody yeah. out, chances are they're going to want to help you out down down the road. Yeah. And like that only snowballs like the more. Yeah. The more shows you like the more out of town shows you play, the more fans you make, the more friends you make. And it's just it's, I was reading really a. Uh, like a Reddit asked me anything with Manchester Orchestra, like my favorite current band. And someone asked them like, what is your, what's the best advice you could give to like a band that's like trying to get big or whatever. And he, he said, say? he said, just tour, 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 make friends in other cities and bands in other cities and swap shows. Yeah. No, like, that's, that's as simple as that. And that's advice. what we're all trying to do. Yep. I, <laughs> so this kind of ties into this too. I was listening to, um, the newest Mount Erie record today. Uh, I'm so sad. I love Mount Erie so much. <laughs> Have you heard the newest one? I have listened to the newest one, but the one before it. Oh, the new I heard one. that the newest Dude. one is like a continuation of the same themes. Kind of. There's like a little bit more like uh, clarity and closure in the newest oh, one. Cool. Yeah. It's I, so yeah, cool. I definitely um, it's called. Uh, I think it's now only. Oh, yeah. um, I was just reading about but, it. It's so good. Um, but there's one song on there that kind of just like ties together this whole like intimacy with strangers and intimacy with weird uh, people that you wouldn't expect. Um, where uh, where Phil Elverum's like talking about how he's at this music festival that he got flat like flown out to play, and he's like chilling with like Skrillex, like he's leaning <laughs> against Skrillex's van and like hanging out with father john misty and they're like jumping on the bed and like eating grapes and chilling and wow it's just like i think there's like a certain degree of humor and absurdity that's implied there but simultaneously like that that really is true like you just meet all these people that like you share the special moment with that like were you to meet them in everyday life like you might be like wow that person's a chotch you know like that yeah <laughs> yeah like, dude but but you're just like you're like well we're like at this show together we're like in this room together we gotta like hang out we gotta make it work because like, yeah that's yeah it's not all about the wow weep weep weeps yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow, ultimately weep, weep. that's that's the case and like it's just it's it's weird to think about uh situations like that and honestly like to a certain degree i think society would be a lot better if it was kind of just like more people like operated in this zone where they're just like well these are the people that are currently in my space and yeah. like i need to figure out like just be in the moment how to exist be a good in this person. space and i need to figure out how to like respect and appreciate everyone in this space yeah and you know what that's it's a pretty good way to kind of sum it up man yeah and i guess 
with that, like, especially in the DIY music community where like we are, we are kind of strangers when we meet, but we have, we init, we automatically have that thing that bonds us all together. Like as soon as we meet. So it's like, we're all, we all have like a common goal in mind. You know, we all want to be musicians. So it's, it's cool. But like, I've met people and like plutonically like fallen in love with people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you just meet people and you're like, fuck man, we would be such great friends. Like, you know, you vibe so well and it's just like, and then boom, they're gone and they're, they're, they're from another city or something like that, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I've, I've made a few of those and, you know, take it back to relate back to the podcast again. Like when I met the guys in past life, like we, we vibe really well. And like those, by the end of it, we were just like, just chilling, you know, like we're having a good time. And I know that like, I, I can't wait to see those guys again. Like I can't wait to get back out to like, get out to Philly at one point. Cause I know it'll be cool, you know? So but you there's the, there's so much potential to like continue making those relationships like with with this uh with DIY music and things like that it, it's just so awesome i mean that's what made me want to do this podcast cuz like the more like i'm like i was telling you with like once or twice a week i get another group of musicians like just to come chill in my bedroom and play music and before i know it i'm going to have so many people I know, like all over the place, and it's just awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But it's rad. It's fucking rad. <laughs> but all right, let me get back to the bad. I I need to talk into the microphone, dude. You I'm kiss like, the oh, mic, Brian. You know what, dude? Um, from now on, we will only answer to the name Phallic Gland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 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 math rock band made a joke, and they were like, they started calling us Fallow Bland. Oh, not enough time changes. Yeah, wow. This it's all it's all in this good hurts, fun. man. This hurts. It's all in good well, fun. Now now two thirds of your math rock band might be our band. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Fallo bland. Phallic yeah, so gland. I can't yep. decide which one I like. Oh more. man. Funny story. We've gone with, back and forth. Wait, I don't yeah. know if I should tell this story's not very appropriate. Uh, you be the judge. Should I cut it out if it, if you don't? If should it, I tell it or should I not tell it? Oh, obviously you should tell it because I <laughs> I have the explicit e next to my thing in Spotify. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> we were uh, <laughs> the first time we were ever on tour. We were like in this very like normal nice house, but somehow like we got like really messed up and we were like <laughs> talking to this like. Dude who is a porn star on the phone. Yeah. Um, because like this person we were chilling with, she was like tight with him. I don't and so like she like hit him up and like he had just done like a ton a of, of coke. Like oh, okay. he'd done a ton of coke. And he was just like <laughs> super messed up. And like I was just trying to like be buddies with him. And he was just screaming at me and yelling at me and saying he was gonna like kill us and stuff. Oh. So he was like, What's the name of your band? And so I was like, <laughs> dude, gland? we're phallic gland. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. I didn't want this guy to like Holy come shit. to our show that's and kill perfect, us. That's that's <laughs> such a perfect place for that. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so dude, on the spot thinking A plus. Yeah. Not only you didn't just give him a fake name, you gave him like the best joke version of your own band name. I was like, uh, suffice to say, (laughs) I don't don't think that conversation would have been happening like had I not uh, been 
a little bit tipsy to say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was I was impressed. You know, it all. Uh, you had two chardonnays. I had two, two chardonnays and a little bit of peyote. I had, I had one bottle of the Velvet Devil Merlot, 2016, Washington State. Did you really? You're drinking Velvet Devil, dude? Yeah, just uh, run that by you again. The Velvet Devil Merlot, 2016, Washington State. Invite the Neighbors is also brought to you by Ravens. What can you tell us about the Ravens smooth Velvet Devil, the Velvet Devil, Scott? Well, it's vinted and bottled by Charles Smith Wines, <laughs> Mattawa, Washington, USA. It contains sulfites. It is 30.5% alcohol by volume. Land to land. Vineyard to bottle. I don't know why I'm doing the Jeffrey Hill. <laughs> the podcast is truly free falling at this point. <laughs> I feel like this is the shit that will either make people turn it off. Or get really interested. I think you should just <laughs> cut everything up until this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm free! Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I was going to read about Ravenswood Shiraz, <laughs> if I could. Um, but they're not paying me, so. Oh, well, we're getting paid. By the Sorry, way. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I understand, like, your guys' new record is being released by the Velvet Devil yeah, record. Velvet Devil Records. Yeah, um, that's all we can say at this point in time. Yep. Velvet Devil. A lot of labels, lot of labels are really secretive. Um, yeah. Uh, make sure that no one hears this podcast. Dude, then. you're about to get <laughs> up by me, Undies, Velvet Devil. What is that, a Lisa Naturally. Naturally, dude. I play Taylor guitars also. You really, dude? I'm a yeah, fancy see. boy. I. Look who we got our hands on now. Maybe. Maybe we got our hands on. I think, I I think Michael Jordan has that covered, dude. Dude, fuck <laughs> Michael Jordan. What? I'm a baller. Whoa, dude. whoa, I'm a baller. whoa. Michael <laughs> no, Michael Jordan's, Michael Jordan's sweet, but I'm a baller. <laughs> oh, <God>. I'm a baller. <laughs> Just being real with you. That should be a song title. Michael I Jordan's shouldn't have, sweet, I shouldn't have said baller. that about Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, man. You don't even know him. Are you talking yeah. about Michael B. Jordan? Because then I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I like you Michael, don't like B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. No, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> Michael Basketball Jordan. <laughs> what a great name. I mean, he was great in Fruitvale Station. Black Panther, bro. All right, let's get the fuck back on to some shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what are we even talking about? Free. Oh, God. Let's go into listener questions. Ooh, oh, good yeah. idea. Let's do that. Saved uh, by the bell. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, God damn, I love having structure in a fucking podcast, dude. <laughs> Sorry if my parents are listening to this. I Well, you know I swear. It doesn't matter. All right, uh, Mom, I'm 28 Dad, years sorry. old. Fuck. All right, so we got Emily Owens. Let's first let's let's just give a shout out to Emily Owens real fast because Emily's a shit. Known her since this is gonna make her so happy. I've known her since fucking uh, well back in the day, but we went to college together, like freshman year at Central. I used to smoke weed by the train tracks all the time. Ooh, yeah. How angsty of you. Yeah, dude. Blowing up Emily's spot. Bro. Yeah, we <laughs> we'd hang out uh, on Christmas and throw rocks at the trains. You know, no, but that's always funny. But uh, yeah, Emily's the shit. Like she's always going to show. She's like a big supporter of DIY. Like she helps out the podcast. Like she's she'll she'll go out of her way to like ask me like if she can help with the podcast. Like she wants to like help me pass out flyers at Bloodfest and things like that. I never even asked her to do any of this shit. So she's always been a supporter of all my music and everything I've done. So I wanted to tell you thank you very much and give you a shout out. You rock, Emily. Yeah, you're the shit. Um, but she asks. Uh, so what is your like favorite or most memorable show that you guys have played and why? So I'll let you guys both answer that. Well, first of all, we also love Emily. Um, and yeah, they've been super supportive of us uh, from day one. 
and they've been super supportive of me like regardless of yeah dude like always like always what project i'm involved in um but yeah thank you for um thank you for your all your support and for being awesome um in terms of what show has been most memorable the most memorable show for the worst reason <laughs> was uh, we played this place called Kelly's in um, Cleveland. And yeah, I was not there for that. No, Scott got a pass on that one, luckily. Um, and that place just was wild. They were like asking us to play Slayer covers and stuff. And there were like five <laughs> people there. Um, and it was super insane. Um, I don't know, like in terms of like the most fun shows, the ones that come to mind, um, every time we've played with Delta Sleep's been amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're Long like, touch show was super cool. That was so fun. Um, they're sweet, dude. They're so good. <laughs> they're really good. They're so good. Um, and just like, it's really like, it feels really good to like get to, uh, play with people that like you've looked up to for so long you know like i've listened to that band for so long and like having the opportunity to to get to open for them and to get to play with them has just been like holy cow it's it's really wild um and then i think our our last cd release show um or our ep release show i guess was was also just really uh cool because it was just you know, it's it, you'd spend all this time working on something, and then like the the gratifying experience of actually putting it out into the world is really wonderful. Um, and I'm I'm really excited about our next release because I think it's going to be even cooler. You guys have any shows like lined up for the for the album release or anything yet? Or July twenty six, July twenty six. Okay, so but wait, it. wait, wait, wait! I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Oh, shut up, so. Ryan. July. <laughs> You're a smooth operator. You're getting all this info yeah. out of me. Real Sade. July 20. Nick's that from the record. Uh, well, I, yeah. I mean, the shows, so, so some of the shows that I think were really great, uh, we played, we headlined the Pyramid Scheme. That was, oh, that was oh, in Grand Rapids? Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. That was a really fun show. And Who'd like, you play well, with out there? Uh, we played with uh, Caleb's uh, band, right? What's what, what was it? What was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it w- it wasn't the great indoors for that one. Yeah, it was um, spark plug. Spark plug. Yeah, and now Caleb's in an insane band called Political Lizard. They're super good. You got to see them. Um, they just played at the Pig uh, with. They're supposed to play with that TV, but Tyler got sick. Oh. Um, they're so good, and everyone at that show afterwards was like, "Oh my god, who are they?" Because so for for people who don't know who Caleb is which is probably a lot of you um <laughs> he's like 20 years old like he's really it's insane and this dude's got pipes oh yeah mm. he's and a great performer every single band that he plays in is just sick and like political lizard like they uh listen to like a lot of hop along they're very influenced by oh i like hop along dude yeah, yeah they're dude, tight this record i've been jamming that record they're so good yeah, um, i like them a lot yeah Her voice but is so Without yeah, knowing them, like, I listen to their albums, like, I'll go hang out with my buddy Ben, who, like, has has her albums or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll only listen to them with him, but I'll just listen to them front to back, I don't know any of the song names, but, like, every time I listen, I'm just like, oh, this is good, I like this a lot. Yeah, my roommate Andy got me into them, he just started playing them, and I was just like, who is this? He's like, dude, it's this band, they're on Saddle Creek, they're super good, and I just haven't stopped listening to them since. Um, yeah, the 
the the crazy thing too uh, with Political Lizard is they actually just finished a tour with the Accidentals. No way. Which is insane. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Um. So thank you for that, Emily. We all love you very much. Thanks, Emily. Uh, and have, <laughs> okay. Um. And then next question was Noah Wright, who plays in Idiot Bliss. He's a fucking awesome drummer. Nice. And he I plays. Love Noah. Yeah, Noah's the shit, man. He's fucking. I think Noah, he's like I love you so much. <laughs> Noah, my little man. But, <laughs> You're my little man. <laughs> my little man. Yeah, he plays. He plays uh, in in a daydream too. Nice. Know? Yeah. So yeah. Noah's the shit. But um, he wanted to know um, if you could. This is a really interesting question. If you could describe your band, describe your band with a movie. I'll give you my really unthought-out answer to this, and then Scott will give you a super well-thought-out no, like stop doing analysis. That. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> sell it. Sell it as much as you can and make it as awkward as possible. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Scott's going to be like, I would say that we're like Shrek 1. Um, I don't even know if that's... Somebody um, <laughs> No, I would... Uh, so I like... Use I like mashup of that with the Tron song? Oh, dude, with Free Fallen at the same time? so awesome. <laughs> I, I really... I really like Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> you do love Ingmar. So Bergman. I would say that Ingmar Bergman's just been like a pretty uh, massive influence to me in terms of like my writing process. So in that regard, uh, you say the Seventh Seal. No, okay, of good. course okay, not. Good. <laughs> I would say Labyrinth of David Bowie. No, I would say either. Okay, the Dog Song. If we're talking about the Dog, you haven't heard this song yet, by the way. But you will it's, hear it. It's gnarly, dude. It's the dog song is like uh, it's an outlier on the record. Hour, sure. hour of the wolf, and then the rest of the record is like persona, which is just like uh, this kind of like weird like mind fuck um, of like understanding oneself and uh, dealing with trauma, and I, and I think that a lot of this record. F- for me in terms of the writing process was both about understanding myself and overcoming uh some traumatic experiences so hmm. yeah that's a good answer dude yeah. so this this is just just goes to show sometimes we'll play a movie game in the car and wits wits knowledge is always just of super obscure stuff yeah that's and, all i so know yeah, about he knows all the yeah. bergman but uh Art films, baby! The first thing that came to mind is a movie that I really, really love that I don't think a lot of people know about. It's a movie called Mary and Max. Oh, you always talk about this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> but if you think about being both in the band or being a listener, it ha- kind of has all the parts of it where that movie, it's a claymation movie. I can't remember the name of the director. It's Adam something. Adam Sandler? Um, yeah, it's Adam Sandler. But he it took <laughs> dude, him like five wait, years. Who's Happy Madison Productions, dude? <laughs> it took him like five years to make this film. And it's like just visually stunning. Um, really cool use of color. And uh it's kind of all the emotions. It's like it's really funny, it's sad, it's cute, it's heartbreaking, and it's beautiful. I think you'd also be describing Toy Story, but go on. <laughs> But so, like, for me, being in the band is this really fun, silly experience. Um, a lot of the time, mostly because of Evan Layborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said the toy but story. Like, but, but, 
my music is kind of is it's kind of sad and like there's some really heavy moments in the movie yeah we have some kind of heavy moments in our music like not necessarily heavy like junk, 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 Whittle heavy. Starts we do have that we do have well, that we had that's that the dog song. we had that Whittle until, starts screaming until Matt said that is not that <laughs> but no it's just this there's a lot of different emotions I think involved in yeah and also more people need to know to need to know about Mary and Max because that movie is that's what this is really Mary about. This is a platform Max. that's what I, that's the only reason I agreed I was like as long as I can talk about Mary and Max <laughs> Huh. It stars uh, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's no, honestly, Tony dude, Collette. that's one of the. Oh shit! From Don't the know late, who that uh, is. Well, not late, but the recent Hereditary, where she did like the. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either. You gotta see it. It's I insane. make a lot of people upset a lot when I tell them which movies I haven't seen, and <laughs> they're like, "What?" <laughs> and I just like, "Yeah." You haven't seen the Avengers, bro. Yeah, or they'll get mad. Like I really wanted to piss everybody off that were Game of Thrones fans. Oh yeah, and like. Just watch the last episode. Like I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I wanted to just watch the last episode of the last season so that I know exactly how it ends, and just tell that to people who are crazy like dork fans. Like not the, just the regular fans, but the fans who just like if you're a like if you're a fan like Chris D'Elia was talking about on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're one of the people that signed a petition to have them remake the final season of Game of Thrones, that's a thing. You're a dork. Um, like, also, I found a, a, a fatal flaw in your in, in your plan. Because what super crazy Game of Thrones nerd Didn't isn't going to yeah. watch it live? Yeah, not live, but like also, as also. Oh no, I, not to do it, not to not to ruin it for them, but just to tell them, not to tell them what happened. I'm sorry, to tell I'll them, tell them how, what, but just how to you tell them, it? no, just to tell them that I willingly ruined the entire series for oh, me because okay, I don't okay, I care. Yeah, can, you know. So can I get on a, a soapbox for a second here? Yeah, Should I don't have any. But okay, so oh, so, metaphorically, first yeah. of all. Sorry, Evan Laybourne. I know you love Game of Thrones. Is Evan Laybourne even a listener? To this, to be honest, uh, not at this point. He's if he didn't subscribe, at this point, it didn't he's happen. Definitely tuned out. Um, but love you, buddy. <laughs> love you, Evan. Um, I don't know you, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Game of Thrones like is just one hundred percent shock value. There's n- like the plot. Oh, we're getting into the hot takes. The plot is both whack. files are almost we're gone, dude. There's so no, fans. yeah, I don't even All care. Fans. You're not. I am. There's no. There's oh, yeah, like. There's no like interesting <laughs> development. It's just like, well, now I'm fucking this person. Now my cut arms scene. got cut Tits. off. <laughs> now guess what? I'm a fucking zombie. Now there's Siblings dragons. Fucking in guess a hot what? Oh, oh, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna ruin the end of Game of Thrones. Guess what? Now I'm the king. Said Bran. Whoa! I haven't. I've only seen one episode of Game of Thrones, dude. I'm getting really close to the mic now. You really are. <laughs> yeah, I'm cut that out. <laughs> no, I can. I can shave the way This is this is free. Free falling. All right, dude. We are. Uh, I think I think that's time to wrap it. I think it's time to wrap it up, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think we're think, gonna wrap it up. You uh, think so? Before we ruin any more stories or any more, uh, what am I like seventy five calling TV shows my stories? But uh, I'm gonna watch <laughs> my stories on the big television. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So we're gonna play. Uh, I say we because I'm gonna play two notes on a keyboard. Yay! And uh, on a little Yamaha Reface preface reface reface. Def- fuck it. Who cares? Because okay, so you had a face, and then you have a face again. It's a Nicholas Cage, John Travolta face. movie. Oh, face off, face on, wax on, wax off. All right, dude. Movies. All right, man. 
SpongeBob SquarePants. We're gonna play a song. And, also, but it's I a, haven't learned this song yet. I've never heard this song before. So yeah, give us a heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna. <laughs> I wrote this song last night. <laughs> kind of. It's about. It's about me. Um, it's not about you. It's, about it's that, something that I need to get off my chest. It's about <laughs> a different Brian. Oh. Oh, so there's another. Yeah, there's. It's about a different Brian. So there's another Brian. No, we didn't. We didn't t- they're not you. Oh, oh, they're the, a different Brian. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna play it. Wit's gonna be on the guitar and the vocals, and Scott is gonna be in the other room where we put him. No, <laughs> Scott's got an upright bass. I'm definitely gonna take a photo of this. You ready to get the way you guys look? Sad, y'all. You ready to get, you ready yeah. to get so? It's sad? gonna be. I don't know how we're gonna mostly transition from this to like that song, <laughs> but it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be great. Today's been really bad, and I'm so sad. I'm so. That's sad. how we're gonna transition because that's actually true. Yeah. Just think about every pet that's ever died. No, like I can and just we'll say down. today's been a sad day. Yeah. I'm getting so close to the mic. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll just call it at that, guys. I mean, thank you. For I guess we'll, us, just, Brian. we'll just we'll just thanks, Brian. And we'll just we'll just uh, and hey, people listening, thanks. Yeah, we'll just thank we'll you just, for we'll listening. We'll to play us. a song. Uh, talk about everybody. Uh, story. Let's all talk at the same time. Wow. Every, everybody could just subscribe and rate and review the podcast. And uh, I just I just don't know if I'm gonna make another episode. So so tell them the name of the song, and then we will go at it. Uh, this song is called Alone. Part two. It's based on Troll Two. (laughs) (laughs) This song is based on restarting. Yep, I just learned my part today. (laughs) Me too. I learned about ten minutes ago. Just hadn't gotten around to it yet So I got a job Where I sit at a desk all day And it pays for the drinks I thought that you'd be there When I got home But I guess that it's not meant to be Spinning out of control by myself I'm so off track from where I want to be I'm driving back roads again In the morning I'm tired So tired I don't know Just how tired I am Did you think It would end up like this 
both of us miserable Now we're just in separate houses Spinning out of control by myself I'm so off track from where I want to be Thanks for having us, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, everybody, for listening, uh, watching, whatever. Oh, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy, for watching. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, you're the best. Rock, Jeremy. Um, My favorite yeah. Jeremy. Cool. Wow. Hey, friends. Thank you. That's the end!